The Bible reading this morning um, is from Hebrews uh, chapter 3, starting at verse 1 and going through to the end of the chapter. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters, who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all God's house. Jesus has been found worthy of greater honour than Moses, just as the builder of a house has greater honour than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, bearing witness to what would be spoken by God in the future. But Christ is faithful as a son over God's house, and we are his house, if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. So, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness where your ancestors tested and tried me. Though for 40 years they saw what I did, that is why I was angry with that generation. I said, their hearts are always going astray and they have not not known my ways. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you have a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. As has just been said, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Who were they that heard and rebelled? Were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? And with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not those who sinned, whose bodies perished in the wilderness? And to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest, if not those who disobeyed? So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. Well, good morning. How are you? How are you feeling? It's been quite a week, hasn't it? Uh, There's a number not meeting with us um, this morning and they've let me know, not that they have coronavirus, not that they know yet. Um, but just maybe a, a sniffle or sore throat, so just doing the, the safe and the, the wise thing, and they're, they're staying at home or, or kept children uh, at home. Uh, but we are here, and that, that is good, uh, so, so welcome, welcome to you. But yeah, every day things, things are changing, and are changing, changing pretty fast at the moment. And so uh, this sermon has changed as well, so I'm not going to be preaching on uh, what we've just read, um, for, for many months now, our plan today was to, to look at Hebrews 3 and Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10 
if you've been coming to church for a while, you'll be familiar with that verse in Hebrews 10, verse 25, uh, that, that says, do not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit to do, as, as doing, uh, but encourage one another. That, that is what was down to, to be looked at with Hebrews 3 all, all year. Do not give up meeting together. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to focus just on that uh, since it looks like that could be quite likely in coming weeks that we won't uh, be able to meet uh, together. Now, there, there are some people here today here for the very first time. So I want to say, yeah, well done to you as well and our gathering uh, with God's people uh, today. It's great uh, that you can be with us. There's, there's a few of you amongst us today. So these verses in Hebrews 10, so if you don't have that open, if you are able to look at a Bible or on your phone, uh, that might be uh, helpful or we will have them on the screen in, in a little bit. Um, this tells us one of the big purposes of church, of why we gather uh, is so that we can uh, gather to encourage one another and to spur one another on to love and good deeds. Uh, earlier in our series, we saw another purpose of church. Uh, that was God is, is gathering his people together. Uh, why? So that his people can hear him speak. That's why God gathers his people together. That's what church is. Church is gathering of God's people big purpose we saw earlier in the the series, God gathers us to hear him speak so that we can then respond in worship of him and in obedience. But here in Hebrews 10, we're told the importance of meeting together and do not give up meeting together. But at this time, because of what's happening around the world with the coronavirus, um, in the foreseeable future, we might not be able to meet together. Uh, we're told on Friday uh, that gatherings over uh, 500 as of tomorrow, um, non-essential gatherings over 500, um, not to meet together. So the Formula One, the Grand Prix in Melbourne this weekend, not happening. Uh, lots of sport events at the moment are being played in empty stadiums. It started, I think the first time I, I heard it was a few weeks ago, Indian Wells, the tennis, a few weeks ago was the first one. I thought, really? Isn't that a bit over the top? But no, now it's happening, happening everywhere. Even the PM did not go to the footy last night and watch his sharks. He didn't go. Now do pray for our PM, pray for our leaders, pray for all our, our health people at this time. Um, commit them to your prayers. So we are well under 500, um, but that number could change next week. Not that we're going to have more than 500 next week, but that number of 500 might be 50. So we, we don't know. Things things are, are changing. Uh, so we don't know how long this is going to go on for, whether this is going to be weeks, whether it's going to be months, but church gatherings may well look very different very soon. So I don't want to be alarmist, but I think this is just reality at the moment. So we want to look at what God's word says and think about well, what does this mean as his people at this time. And through it all, do pray. We have a loving heavenly father. He's bigger than any virus. He knows what's happening and he's sovereign and in control. So keep praying to him. So have we got the verses from 
Hebrews 3. So from the chapter that uh, Elizabeth uh, read to us, these were the three verses that we were really going to focus on today. So maybe have a little look at them to see what you're, you're not going to get today. Um, so yesterday, this is, it was all prepared. It was, it was a good sermon, but we're not going to look at it. Maybe next week, but maybe we won't be here next week. Um, so we're really going to dig into what does that mean to, to encourage one another. And I, we use that word a lot, but I, we're, I think we're going to be surprised that it's actually a little bit different than most of us think. Um, it's quite a stern word. It's more to, to exhort. So we're not going to look at that. Uh, instead, we're going to look at these verses. So from Hebrews 10, these three verses, this is what we're going to be looking at uh, today. We're going to look at, well, what do these verses mean today? In light of coronavirus, uh, in light of the possibility that we mightn't be able to meet together, what do these verses mean? Now, some of you um, might be familiar with the book Trellis and the Vine. Uh, Tony Payne, who wrote that, uh, I think more than 10 years ago now. So the, the author, right towards the end of the book, he says words to this effect. Imagine this. Imagine there is a flu pandemic that sweeps the whole world and all public assemblies of more than three people were banned by the government for reasons of public health and safety. How would your congregation of 120 members continue to function. How will you hear God speak if you can't gather? How will you spur one another on to love and good deeds if you can't meet together? How will you encourage one another as long as it is called today? Man's a prophet. <laughs> right? So we're not there yet with what he's describing here, but let's run with this. If we can't gather together... How can we continue to encourage one another? Through our church page, the web page, website, yeah, so we can still hear hear God speak. Yeah, I can I can preach to a an empty room and you can listen online. That can that can still happen. That's right. And then the second question that we want to consider is how can we be light and hope to our, our community at this time? Like how can we be a people of love and good deeds at this time? So we're going to get pretty uh, practical. Uh, but before we do, uh, I want us to look at the first verse there, verse uh, 23. Because there is hope. Right? We have hope. And verse 23 says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful now what a great verse for our times now what is the hope that so many here profess Uh, our hope is the resurrection Uh, our hope is that that death is not the end uh, but that we enter into resurrection life through jesus Uh, he has conquered death He is risen, he is ruling, uh, and he brings us into eternal life. Now, we have plans, we had plans, maybe, uh, for five or six thousand people to all get together on Easter Sunday and celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. All right, we we got the the big marquee, we booked out the, 
the Castle Hill showground uh, with, with 12 Anglican churches and this was our plan. The Archbishop was coming and he was going to preach the resurrection of Jesus. God has other plans. That, that looks very unlikely that we're going to be doing that now. It might get live streamed. So Sam Chan, Glenn Davies, still preaching so that people can, can hear the hope, uh, but we just mightn't be there in person. We are told here, hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. This hope, the resurrection. Now at this time, we could be filled with fear. You just got to go to the supermarket to see that, uh, don't you? Watch the news, see some of the things that are going on. Uh, some people fear, are filled with fear. Um, at this time, we could be all over the place. We could be like, like a car which is swerving out of its lane. But we're told, no, like hold tightly, hold unswervingly to the risen Lord Jesus. He, he's our hope. Right? Pandemics come and go, don't they? So this will pass weeks, months, we don't know. But all, all through it all, like our hope doesn't change. Jesus is risen. Jesus is ruling. He is our hope. COVID-19 changes none of that. Right? The hope we have is in no danger. Zero percent danger. The hope that we have. So we hold on to our hope. And we do so unswervingly. What else does verse 23 say? For he who promised is faithful. Right? God is faithful. God does what he says. He always has. He always will. Right? So we can hold unswervingly to Christ and not worry because God is faithful. Right? Our hope is assured. Christ is risen. Uh, we too will be raised to new, new life if you're believing in Jesus. So this all means, despite concerns that you might have, which are, which are fair, with those concerns, we can respond with a calmness and a confidence. If you have Christ, if you have this hope, that should give you, even though concerns can be real, it can give you a calmness and a confidence. Atheism, however, that leads people to respond with panic, despair, selfishness. And we see that. All right, there's hope. There is hope. Our hope is found in Christ. Hold fast to him. Christ was there at the beginning of the world. Christ is going to bring in the new creation. He will return. He'll do that. This is the hope our world needs right now. Yes, a vaccine might be good. But this is real hope that lasts into eternity. Perhaps at this time, you can share Christ. The hope of Christ. Now, maybe now it's not going to be an invitation uh, to the showground, to a hope night uh, or Easter Sunday. Uh, maybe now that invitation might be to your place for dinner uh, and maybe watching a live stream uh, of, of these things. 
I've, I've loved just this last few days, this last week, uh, hearing uh, the opportunities that what is going on in the world is actually giving people to talk about the hope that they have in Christ. It seems in our community at the moment, with everything going on, there is more of an openness uh, to be asking questions uh, and to, to hear some good news. Uh, and we have that with the hope of Christ. So the second thing to say uh, at, at this time uh, is in verse 24. Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Spur one another on to love and good deeds. Now Christians are to be known for their love and good deeds. Right? And what, what greater time than now to be showing that love, doing those good deeds uh, to people around us. Here we're told, we're told to stir up or provoke one another to love and good deeds. Now, normally when you think of that, provoke or stir up, it's normally maybe in a, in a bad sense or in a, in a joking sort of a way when you, when you stir someone up or, or provoke them. But here it's positive. Like spur on, stir them up, provoke them to love, to good deeds. Now, one way we can do this is by just being an example. You do it yourself, you're loving towards them to others, won't that provoke them to do likewise if they see it in yourself? It's pretty hard, isn't it, to go around and talk about how loving you are and all the good deeds you're doing? <laughs> uh, maybe boasting just a little bit? But if we, if we just do them and people see it, won't they be spurred on to act likewise? I think so. So let's, let's be, be the example and surely that will spur others on uh, to do likewise. So practically at this time, what might love and good deeds look like? Here are a few suggestions. I'm sure you will have many as well and I would love you to share those with, with one another. So first one, take seriously the precautions that we spoke about uh, last Sunday and sent out uh, during the week. Now, a number of people have done that today. Even with a slight sniffle, they've thought, okay, I'm going to uh, stay, stay away. Now, you might think some of these guidelines uh, are over the top, um, but it might be the most loving thing to abide by them, do the right thing, if not for you, for other people. So linked with that is self-isolating, taking precaution if you are sick by not being with others. Uh, My nephew, he's on a plane right now. So he left for Europe two weeks ago to spend three months there. Um, He's on a plane right now. He'll arrive home uh, tomorrow, getting out of there. Uh, So I'm I'm pretty pretty glad that he's coming home. Uh, But I'll be happy if he stays away from me for the next two weeks as well, having been in Europe. (laughs) Now, you might know someone vulnerable. Uh, Might be an an older person. uh, Might be someone who who is at greater risk than you. Um, Might be a neighbour. Whoever it is, what can you do to, to love them or do a good deed for them at the moment? Might be visiting them. Might be ringing them. 
uh, assuring them of God's goodness. Um, maybe someone you know, they, they can't get out. They've never shopped online in their life. Maybe you can help them and offer to go shopping for them. Maybe you know someone who is living in aged care and maybe where they're living is lockdown. Maybe you could ring them. <laughs> All right, they're probably lonely, no contact. That might be the best thing that happens in their day is a 10-minute phone call from you. Maybe that's something you could do today, tomorrow. Uh, there might be people, there will be people, I guess, amongst us who are going to lose their job uh, because of what, what happens here uh, or have reduced hours. Uh, how can we love one another, love these people who might find themselves out of work, out of income? Uh, what can we do as a congregation to be caring for one another at this time? Schools, schools might get closed. Not at the moment, but maybe they will. Well, I don't know what, what you'll do then, but maybe a few families can get together, um, as long as you're all well, and learn, learn together, continue the learning, a few families. Maybe that would be a, a good thing. I don't know. There's a few ideas. You'll have a stack more. But we want to think, at this time, how can we spur one another on to love and good deeds? Right? Christ has loved us. Christ has laid down his life for us. So as people who know his love, may we be, be so marked by love and good deeds that, that people see that and they know that they, they are Jesus' people. They know God's love and now they can't help but love others. Now that, that might cost you. That might be inconvenient to you. But that, that's what love is, isn't it? Sacrificial love. Well, let's come back to the question. If, if we can't gather together, how can we encourage one another? Now, to encourage one another is not just some soft uh, cotton ball like word of comfort. Like, I think we often think that's what, that's what comfort is. It's much, it's much stronger uh, than that. Um, particularly here in Hebrews, in chapter 10 and chapter 3, it's more exhort exhort one another uh, that that's what i was going to speak about hebrews 3 um, so let, let's say we can't gather for for the next little while how can we encourage one another how can we exhort one another to remain strong in faith to keep trusting jesus and not to get caught up in sin right that that's really the key to this with the, the exhorting is a call to persevere in faith and obedience and not be hardened by sin. Um, I, re- I recall uh, a, a friend, this, this is when, this is going back uh, a number of years now, but I still remember the case. Um, about 20 years ago, we were on a camp, we were, we were camp leaders, and um, one, one night, I, with a few other of the, the leaders, did something that was clearly wrong. It was a lot of fun, but it was clearly wrong. So this friend, this leader, he found out overnight what we'd done. So the next day, he he spoke a word to me. Now, at the time, I did not consider that a word of encouragement. 
Um, but I guess it was a word of ex- exhortation, and it's what I needed uh, to hear. All right? I thought it was okay for me to do what I wanted to do, but it was clearly wrong. So he spoke the word that I needed to hear. Now, we, we ended up uh, going to college together. We studied for four years together. And hmm, in about three weeks, the plan at the moment is that this still happens, is that 10 families from our college year get together, and about three, three single people as well, get together as we do every single year to encourage one another, to share what is happening in our life and to speak God's word into our life and to pray for one another. Um, so, yeah, I can't tell you what he told me. I remember it, but I can't tell you. But it, let's say it was exhortation. It wasn't encouraging, uh, as we think of encouraging. All right, so the, the challenge that I was going to set for us uh, today, and I think a number of you already knew this because you've been looking at it in your groups, was that after the service that you speak to someone and share uh, with them or ask them, what was one thing from God's word that struck you today? Like that is a way of encouraging, exhorting one another from God's word, to share from God's word with one another. So you, you can still do that. Um, but let's say we can't meet for, for the next little while. For those who are regulars here, um, could you do one of these things at this time? Is there another person um, that you can ring... Uh, every, every week for the next uh, little little while, the same person, uh, ring them and just uh, catch up and see how they're going and maybe share with them what it is that you um, are reading and learning from your own reading of God's Word and maybe ask them, how can I pray for you today? Could you do that? Is there someone here you could ring every single week, check in, see how they're going, pray for them? Or if you're in a life group, uh, could your life group do an online reading plan so that every day you're reading the Bible together uh, where you have opportunity uh, to, to comment on what it is that you're reading? Could you do that? Uh, husbands, uh, dads, uh, if you are not already, can you take the lead in your home with the word and prayer? Yes, <laughs> yes, you're already doing it, good. Um, could you invite another family into your home? Another couple, another person, maybe for a meal or something, and just spend that time together, really looking at how you're going and maybe pray together. Of course, abide by all the health and food regulations, do all of that. Uh, could you listen to a sermon online? One of the sermons that I might end up giving to an empty room at, at my place. But can you then listen to it through the website, on our podcast, but then share with other people one thing that, that struck you or maybe a question that it raised for you? Then I had no idea what he meant when he said that. Can you help me? Um, I don't know. Can, can you do that? Can you make sure that you can log into Elvanto so that you don't need to, to ring me when you want someone's phone number? Um, if you can't log in, you can send um, Alison an email and just ask, can you please resend my login? 
Our members directory is there in Elvanto. If you've got a printed name tag, you can access it. Get a login. Everyone's phone number there is there. You can use that to care for one another. So make sure you can log in. Can you do one of these things? Or two? I don't know. If we all did one of those things, how, how good would that be? That, that would make for a healthy church, even if we're not meeting together. If we can't meet together, maybe this will be a really good thing for us. Because it will make us think, alright, how can we be spurring one another on to love and good deeds and encouraging one another? The exact things that we should be doing when we meet together, as we think about how we do this when we can't meet, maybe that will just help us when we can meet to be doing what we're meant to be doing when we meet. Um, So then when we move into our new building, maybe this will prepare us really well to be able to love and care not only for one another, but for people in our community as well. Uh, Do you want to make a comment or ask a question? Anything, yeah, anything obvious that... Comment or question? Just on the Elvanto thing. Elvanto. Yeah, Elvanto, yeah. Make sure your details are up to date so that yeah. when someone calls you, they can get through. Yeah. So once you've made sure you can log in, make sure your details are, are updated. Yep. All right. Anyone else? Comment? Question? Word of testimony? Nope. Guess? Um, not many people know, but I do have the gift of discernment and I have lots and lots of stories that I can pass on. So you can find Eunice's number, you can give her a call and you can ask for one of her stories. All right. Why am I using this? Um, let me pray. Our loving Father... I thank you that at this time we can trust you. May we be wise at this time. May we be strengthened at this time in love, faith and hope. Father, for people who might be uh, concerned about what this means for their family, uh, for their work situation, uh, there are a lot of unknowns. Uh, Father, Uh, Help them in their anxieties to turn to you and through all of this that we love you and that we love one another and that it would all be for your honour and glory. Amen.